I'm not the type of person who beats my wife. You know, things yeah. that people go through. It doesn't have to be as extreme. It could be, I don't want to, I'm not the type of person who swears every other sentence. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's any, you could literally make yourself who you want to be. Yes. Once again, in beautiful Ocala, Florida. This Sunday, on the sixteenth. The trial was the seventeenth. I'm losing it. Losing it. How was your week, bro? Oh, good. You know, good old stuff. Same old, same old. Same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Working hard. Yep, just being a human. So, I go to a little meeting on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, with a couple men, I'm grateful to be there. It's a couple of developers. I'm not going to say his name, but a guy that's like running for mayor is in that meeting. It's a lot of pretty prominent people. There was one fella in there. We talk about everything. I'm just grateful to be there. I'm covered in paint. My eyelashes are falling <laughs> off. I'm I'm just a mess when I go in there. Rainbow sit- rainbow plate. Yeah, I'm wearing my rainbow cape. Oh, hell and, yeah. yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so I left the the um, I left the pride parade that I was at on Monday, and I went to the meeting. I <laughs> 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 almost missed it. <laughs> and um, this young man that's in there, it's an anonymous meeting, so I can't say names. So it's like a, I'll say the second word, and it is anonymous. And the first word also starts with an A. Okay. Interesting. Um, very. It's interesting. But we talk. it's all men, so we all talk about different things. And we talk about uh, kind of our lives in the world and our associations with things and trying to get better at things and trying to stay away from, like, resentments against people and just trying to be better men in general. It sounds good, actually. It's really cool. I really look forward to it every week. Um, and there was this young man in there that was struggling probably I'll say like mid 30s he's married got a kid and he was struggling with good old fashioned pornography oh pornography oh pornography oh pornography (laughs) (laughs) now let me ask you something with an opportunity for you to get vulnerable with us for a second. I'm not shooting my asshole. Uh, well, okay, I'll ask my second question. <laughs> Are you a partaker in the pornography? No. Really? Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? He, well, he His question to the group, just so I can be more clear, his yeah. question to the group is, how do I stay away from... The temptations and the leading the desires toward watching porn because he's got this routine where his wife leaves for work in the morning and apparently this young man is putting porn on his television, which I think is just sociopathic. Well, it, it leads up to that. I mean, he didn't start by doing no, that. Probably. At least I hope not because, <laughs> <Yeah>. damn. <laughs> which is insane. 
insane. But he does this as soon as his wife leaves in the morning. Um, it's almost like he's like he's waiting. It's it, it's. I mean, it's it's one of the big reasons people smoke cigarettes. That oral fixation, but mm-hmm. except his is more of a watching fixation, <laughs> watching oral fixation, ah. I guess. But um, you know, that's something that I've struggled with in my past. And yeah, I, I mean, just, uh, I think. What would you say? Ninety percent. I would say ninety percent, if not ninety-five. The Western male yeah. population. I don't. I don't know. Because I think a, it's, it's more it's difficult for kids too, and especially in twenty twenty-three, where you don't go to the like everybody. There's a lot of older men in there, so they're talking about. Well, we used to go down and have to get, yeah, and have to get like VHS mm-hmm. and and yeah, we work have to, for it. They t- they talked about how they'd stand in the corner of the shop and wait for everybody to leave. Well, I think today's the day, everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's that's a good point because, I mean, it's also changed since then. The pornog- pornography in itself, yeah, it was more artistic. I mean, I don't, I didn't have the chance to live in the golden age of pornography, apparently. But you're in it. <laughs> I'm in the shitty age, yeah, literally. Oh, <laughs> but um, there was more. It was just if you got a Playboy, it was just women. Like almost like pinup, it was like a, a evolution from pinups. Penthouse, well, pinups, pinups, like on the sides of like World War Two. Okay. The sides of planes, you had like a beautiful girl laying down. Or yeah. Very. very but artistic. she wasn't naked. Half usually Half like naked. in a bikini or maybe with the uh, the boobies as the side effect. <laughs> <laughs> ah, boobies. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> We're sticking out, and it was more of like a. a like, because artists, when they learn how to draw, okay, yeah, they do a lot of um, um, body, uh, what's it called, not body shots, because you get me on porn now, that's what yeah. I think about it. <laughs> the artistic representation of your body, anatomy, there's the word, okay, yeah. anatomy, so the best way to learn about anatomy is to to look at it, mm-hmm. and so they would have nude models pose, and you can draw them, because you get all the different shapes and it's pretty interesting how they. It's been doing that for thousands of years, but it's yeah. very good. And it was almost like an evolution from basic uh, anatomy from mm-hmm. artists to pin up to Playboys. Yeah. And then this 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 weird thing called the internet came about. Yeah. Where you could just post something and anyone can come in and look at it. Um, and it's also not just like back then. It was more of your imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had to take hold because it wasn't moving. It was just a. Picture. Not only not moving, but most of the time they were covered. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you just see a sprawled out, yeah, just a exactly. absolute, shown Beauty. everything. Yeah, and you see everything. You see inside everything. Too. Absolutely, it's like it's nothing. Nothing's hidden anymore. Yeah, yeah, which is weird to think. Nothing about. is sacred. Exactly. That's what we talked about a little bit. Was that it's sort of taken this thing that is beautiful and it's like the purest expression of love and a and. An interaction between a man and a woman, preferably. In some cases, not. But preferably a man and a woman, and it literally creates life. So it's one of the most beautiful things that existed, mm-hmm. and it's quite literally perverted it into something that people are like addicted to. Well, it takes advantage of that dopamine system. That yeah. You're, and it's literally what we were made for mm-hmm. from an evolutionary standpoint, is to reproduce... And once you reproduce, you can go die because you fulfilled your purpose. Besides yeah. raising the kids, whatever. But since your DNA is out there, what else yeah. more? And it takes advantage of that. The most basic instinct. That's why people get obese because they take advantage of that most basic instinct of eat food or die. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just 
snowballed from that because it works and mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of money in it. So what would be your advice to that young man that's trying to seek out some some pathways to not letting this habit or addiction take a hold of him? Well, <clears throat> I mean, obviously I want to say, well, don't watch it. You know, put put away the stuff, but it's not... It's not that simple. No one ever listens to themselves. Everyone, the fact that he came in there knows he shouldn't be doing it, but he still mm-hmm. does. No one listens to themselves. And it's not like this was a... So at the beginning, if you've ever been to one of these meetings that I'm talking about, at the beginning, usually what they'll say is, does anybody have a topic? And mm. the normal thing is, I mean, you're sitting in a circle... Um, and it's the it's like what you've seen on TV. Like you sit in a circle, they they do readings, we pray, and then it's does anybody have a topic or a burning desire? And you sit there and you just kind of sit for a couple minutes, and usually people will look at each other, and it's awkward. just it's dead quiet because everyone has a, has an idea, but no one wants to say anything. Well, because everybody has an idea, but most people that are there are okay. Like there's okay. no burning desire. I'm not gonna go out and burn my life down right after I leave here. You know, it's just, I'm here because I'm doing upkeep. I'm managing. Which is very important. Very important. But the the topic came, I mean, as soon as anybody have a topic, it was like right away. It means you need some help. means that he was really struggling with it. And the, the premise of it was, it was sort of involved with, you know, my wife said that when we, when I get home tonight, she's going to need to talk to me about something and I can't get it off my mind. And then I can't stop doing this thing. And, you know, it just led into that. So it's not as simple as for a lot of people in a lot of things, it's like telling somebody that's addicted to like heroin to stop, to stop doing it. Not even, not even that deep sugar. Think about, yes, exactly. Think about the amount of people that drink sodas on a regular basis. Like you and I don't drink soda. Yeah. That's not because it's like a holier-than-thou thing. No, it's it's just, because it's a habit now, mm-hmm. and we don't need it. Think about the people that drink soda every day. Like, if you were to take that person, they don't think they're addicted to soda. It's like, but why if, not? You know, Why not? It's just a normal thing that I do. But if you were to come to that person and say, I'll offer you $1,000 if you don't drink soda for 30 days, most people couldn't do well, it. All they would think about is soda because now it's at the forefront. Absolutely. And now they know that there's a reason to not do it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, why did Adam and Eve eat from the tree? It's because they knew they, they knew they shouldn't. shouldn't you know? Don't steal from the cookie jar. All I want now is yeah. cookies. Now all I'm thinking about <laughs> are the cookies, yeah. It's, so that's a that's that's an interesting paradox. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. So it's almost it almost leads into the idea of we have to let go. Mm-hmm. Like let go of our desires and everything. Which is but isn't that like a Buddhist kind of thing? In that, yeah. That life is suffering and because of that if we recognize it. I love rain. This yeah, is a little too. off topic. I oh. love storms. I love rain, dude. Me I'm too. so grateful to live in Florida. It's raining right now. It's beautiful. It was just sunny outside and just the vibe. It like got dark in here. Just... We're smoking some cigars. Golly. You feel that? Oh, I feel it. It's oh. like an energy in the well, air. Well, I mean, rain means life. Yeah. Life. It's just, I mean, sure, you get wet, you know, I'm wet now, but, wet. <laughs> yeah. but that literally means your crops will grow. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, what would be your advice with the premise of it's a difficult thing? Okay. Should I give advice like to him particularly? Generally, a general 
statement of okay. advice, a mindset. That's what I was sort of yeah, thinking. Yeah. I've got some things written down, but um, uh, from personal um, actual evidence uh, is to take things literally as one step as you can. Break it down to the minute thing you can do to work towards the newest thing, uh, the better thing. Like for in this person's instance, don't watch on the TV. Okay, bring it down to the phone because it's more personal. And then at the phone, you know, look at pictures only. Almost then, like weaning yourself off yeah, of it. Weaning, weaning, wean, weaning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weaning because it's uh, an addiction. You don't. <laughs> if you stop drinking alcohol after drinking alcohol for five years, what's going to happen? Just immediately, uh, uh, yeah, you. Not nothing good. You, yeah. it's I think alcohol and benzos are the only two drugs that will. Yeah. Kill delirium you tremors, you just, they call them. Every single time I would try to stop, I would have to go to the hospital because of delirium tremors. And you see shadow people. <laughs> I love shadow people. You, just, you don't love they have these shadow now. people, and these shadow people don't love you either. <laughs> That's scary. You only see them in the corners of your eye, too. So but, when you try to look at them, they're gone. It's just, yeah. Well, it's because it's, it's a, it's a, uh, not delirium, it's a, uh, um, it subdues. What's that? What's the word for that? Ah, dependence. No, uh, like you got oh. up, uppers, which are um, yeah, depressant. Yeah, depressant. Yeah. which means your brain has to work harder to yeah. work through it. And so when you just get rid of that, your brain already has that default state of working hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, epilepsy. I think porn's a little different than that. Well, though. yeah. Well, porn is. It takes, like I said, it takes advantage of that. Uh, uh, Pleasure seeking, uh, dopamine. Dopamine makes like we feel good because you're doing something correct yeah. in the evolutionary perspective, and so that's very, very hard to break away from. You can't do it. Um, I mean, some people have done it cold turkey, but it's that's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want just to, the pragmatic approach, approach is just to wean off because then you'll get to a point where you're not doing it for five days, and you get to the, you like sit down, get the ritual going, like yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. And sometimes all someone needs is that little... Well, I think for a person who is recognizing and to the point to... At least to the point to where they're recognizing that it is a problem, I think that every single time that they sit down to do it, they're looking at it like, why am I doing this? You know, which is a tough place to be because it's one thing if you're doing it and you're sort of ignorant to the fact that this isn't good. Right. But it's something else entirely. If you're sitting down and doing it and you know that you're not supposed to be doing it, and then you just cannot stop. That's where I feel, because I've felt that feeling before, not only when it pertains to porn, sure, porn was a little bit easier to get over, but with several other things of like, why do I continuously do this? And it's so interesting that we're the type of animals that will sit down and will say, this is bad for me, I shouldn't be doing this. Why am I doing this? And then go and do it anyway. Um, I agree with the weaning off as far as maybe on a, on a time scale. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you're doing, if you're doing something every day, then skip a day. If you made it one day, then you can most likely make it two. And I always say it, but if you end up uh, regressing, what is it? Remission? Relapse. Relapse. Yeah. Don't just immediately give up. Mm-hmm. Because you still went those three days before, two days before. Absolutely. You can still, it's still easier to come back. Yeah. 
And where you stumble is usually where you can dig for the treasure, too. I heard that today on a huh. um, Bishop Barron podcast. He said he was talking about— um, That's interesting. He was comparing some kings. It was from like a year ago, but I listened to it today while I was hitting the sauna. Sat in the sauna for an hour today. Oh, that's good for you. It was amazing. <laughs> and I listened to God, basically. God's God's word. And uh, he talked about Joshua, uh, Naaman, and David. Them as kings. And okay. like they're... Or no, not them as kings, but them as warriors. And how, uh, you know, uh, just the comparison contrast. I'm not going to get into the whole thing now. But he said, you know, for... For Naaman, where where he stumbled was where he found the treasure. It was basically the story of Naaman. He had leprosy or something, but he was also able to lead armies. And uh, because he had leprosy, he also found the humility in being able to lead people better. So where he stumbled and where he thought that his weakness was, was the very place. So uh, relating that back, if you relapse on whatever it is that you're trying to stop doing then analyze mm-hmm. the circumstances around what happened and why it led to that and, and what you were feeling before, and there are ways to avoid this in the future. Yeah. There are little little tidbits of information. Because you can, like, if you're working on not blasting rope to some beautiful woman on the internet absolutely yeah <laughs> oh, i hate that yeah. it's so true because that's absolutely ugh. yeah which is it, the, de- the a disgust um response to that is actually also very important to do yeah because that's busting uh, fat nuts fat fat hairy nuts go to the hospital yeah. you're fat, busting fat hairy nuts mm-hmm. go to the hospital but even if, if you just see a speck of blood in there go to the hospital isn't that normal Anyways, <laughs> what did I say? Oh, uh, disgust. Um, it's also you can trick yourself. I mean, like Zach said, it's everyone. Everyone knows watching porn is bad. I haven't met one guy who says, "Oh, I love watching porn. It's so good for." They're me. out there, and they're the crazy ones. Everyone knows. I mean, most yeah. people. I mean, most of the men I've interacted with in my life, carnally, um, they've all understood that it was. <laughs> bad yeah wow <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face okay. <laughs> they all I've, I've been in personal I haven't met a guy like oh well, I've, I've heard that it's natural but they're not talking about porn yeah they're talking about making sweet sweet love sweet love to themselves oh to themselves mm-hmm. they're like oh it's natural I'm not talking about jerking up to about porn yeah and they're like oh yeah yeah it also can just cuck you, man. That's exactly what porn is. Because you're watching two people have sex. That's right. And, it's and like that. You know, if you've been to a hotel room with that chair in the corner, mm-hmm. it's a cuckold chair. I'll tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I was in Winter Park, I had to take Mr. Dudley to go get his bottom surgery. <laughs> his bottom teeth taken out. <laughs> and, uh,. There was a little hotel room, dude, and it was Winter Park on a Friday, Saturday, and there were people drinking downstairs, and they were partying, man, and there was something within me, bro. Like, when I get in a certain place, I may have talked about this on the podcast when it after I got back, 
but there's a place I get to in my mind. If I'm in a certain sort of atmosphere, I don't get it here because I have shit to do. But amen. if I'm out of town, if I'm staying at a hotel, it's like little, it's triggers, essentially. But there are little things that add up. If I'm, I brought a cigar, I was smoking a cigar. Mm. I was downstairs, I was hearing people laugh. I was talking with Dudley, my buddy. I was like... What kind of shirt were you wearing? Oh, I was wearing a tight shirt, son. I was wearing a tight shirt. So everything stacked against you already. Everything was stacked <laughs> Everything. I was working out in the hotel, and I was eating ribeyes. We went to the hotel Friday night, or we went to the, we got to the hotel Friday night. There was Miller's Air House, L House that oh, was open little, across uh, the street. Went in there. I blew those people's minds. It was like one in the morning when we got there. They stayed open until three. Oh, wow. We go in. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We go in, get the bartender's attention. I said, let me grab a ribeye. And they brought it to me, big old boy. I had chomped it down. I said, hey, let me get another ribeye. <laughs> and those people in there were going nuts, bro. <laughs> anyway, so I was ribeyed up, okay? This you is, like ribeyes, don't you? I love them. I eat, why ribeye over like a different kind of meat? I eat ribeye every single day. But why ribeye? Ribeye because it's the fattiest food. Like it's okay. the fattiest cut of steak. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do carnivore, you want to do ribeye. Well, you need the fat has all the vitamins. Well, a lot of them, like the stuff that you don't get from the meat, the fat's yeah. very important. And I love it. It can just it's it's just enough to where it satiates me. I can eat one ribeye in the morning, one ribeye at night, and it's it's enough. How many cows do you think you've eaten in your life? I've eaten a lot of cows, <laughs> but I'll tell you this. Um, so you went and got two ribeyes. When you got it, when you got that red meat flowing in your, yeah, in your body, especially if you're a man, that's what it's worked for us for. Yeah, and you're eating, and you're hitting that hotel gym, and then you go and you shower up and you smoke a cigar and you're downstairs talking to your buddy and there's an atmosphere around, just testosterone. That's you know no blood, just testosterone blows. And dude, I had the great like, it's little triggers. So this is I'm gonna try to tie this back, but. It's those little things that add up. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm in a situation where in my head, I'm talking to Dudley, but I'm not with Dudley Mm -hmm. in that moment. In my head, I'm thinking, it's Saturday night. It's the next, you know. And I'm like, it's Saturday night. I'm surrounded by people. It's like 11 at night. It's getting pretty late. I need to go find me an antelope to take down, okay? (laughs) I need to go find. And dude, in that moment, you recognize it. Everything in me wanted to go walk the streets, bro. And, you know, if you did, you would have found what you're looking for. I would have found what I was looking for, but then I knew the next day it would not be what I was looking for. Drippy dick. It would not be, you know, sure, it might have been nice, but it would not be the fulfillment that I think it would be because I've been there before and I've been there, done that. But it's the recognition of that. So, you know what I did Saturday night? I finished talking to Dudley. I finished smoking my cigar. I went upstairs. I hopped on the computer. Went to sleep. Not while I was on the computer. Oh, okay. But I, I hit the bed after I hopped on the computer for a little bit. Did some shit. Well, I think we learned the most in suffering. I don't want to say it's suffering. by not going to get the antelope. But it's definitely a sacrifice. That's one of the things that I have here. Oh. We're going to talk about it. Let's go back to the suffering. Okay. Like you said, uh, tied into the uh, the pornography. It's the little triggers. That lead up to it. Absolutely. And it could be something mundane. Yeah. I mean, if you're the person who always, when you go take a dump in the morning, mm-hmm. and you also do something else, play the little joystick. Yeah. Smelling something bad, 
Ooh. <laughs> Could be a trigger. And wow. It's... <laughs> That's deep, bro. It's because it's the most mundane shit. Yeah. L- literally, in this sense. I stand but... in front of the mirror and stare at myself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's horrible. Joe. Standing up. Just. Because oh, yeah. I, I like to hurt myself. Right now. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not helping. No, no. Okay. Okay. It's on the serious note, it's the little. And it's this. If you really want to quit this stuff, you got to think about what causes it. Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. I think G.I. Joe said that. But. <laughs> really? <laughs> said knowledge is half the battle. All right, so I've got something pretty cool. Okay. This is something I thought up probably Tuesday. I, th- I thought about this young man all week because it led to a place later on in the meeting to where the real issues started coming up, and it was very obvious. I'm not going to talk about it because it goes into some deeper stuff that maybe we'll talk about later. Yeah. But the the cut was much more deeper than we thought. Towards the end of the meeting, we were all on the same page that, okay, we started out on one topic, the pornography, and it slowly shifted into a place where this guy was getting super emotional and he said some things that could have easily got him hospitalized, right? That's as much as I'll say about it, but it could have easily got him hospitalized, but it was very obvious that the porn was a cover-up for the real stuff that he was going through. because everyone knows what porn is. It's It's a very easy way to open up the closet. Because everyone, okay, we have a baseline. Porn is bad. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And then it can lead into, well, this leads into this. and Because mm-hmm. everything has... It's escapism, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because this man's married. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand a single guy, but, you know, and it's hard for me to wrap my head around being married and, and watching pornography, but I, I'm, you know... I, well, it's accepted in society now. Yeah. So I've got, I wrote this little tool down that I came up with. It's called, I called it the association mindset tool. Negative association mindset tool. Okay. Negative mind? Negative association mindset tool. So, here's what I got written down. Ask yourself, if there's something in your life that you want to stop, if there's something that you're just done with, you're tired of doing it, you can't really find yourself doing it, uh, find yourself a way to stop doing it, I want to stop doing X. First, I should ask myself why. Then, ask yourself, could I stop tomorrow if I had to? Answer that honestly. Yeah, It requires brutal honesty. Why? Because you'll know you're lying to yourself. Why do you want to stop it, and could you stop doing it tomorrow? And you don't have to necessarily express this to another person. But if you're with yourself, you can probably be honest with yourself. Okay, so I should ask myself why and ask myself if I could stop tomorrow, would I or could I? Now, this is where the association part comes in. Imagine the type of person who partakes in the activity that you want to stop doing, first thing that comes to your mind. Imagine the person. So for this example, let's use porn. Imagine the person that watches porn all the time. Imagine what that person looks like. Imagine all that. I know you're getting a crazy image in your head. That's the person, okay? Now you have to assume... He's going to date your daughter. 
No. You have to assume that every single person that t- partakes in that activity oh. is that person. Oh. Do you want to be that person? How can you interact with society? That's where the last part comes in. So you had that image for a split second, hopefully. Oh, it's still too in long. there. It's it's yeah, it's, it's stuck. pretty bad. I mean it's that's permanent now. Thank I don't you. know what you imagine or what people are listening to imagine when it comes to the pronoun. I see an overweight person with like Cheeto dust and a and a and like neck just beard. a raunchy neck beard, just a raunchy looking dude, and he's just jerking a small. You ever seen penis. Uh, South Park? I, I've seen like half of one episode. Okay. Maybe um, there's an episode about World of Warcraft. Okay. okay, anyone who has seen it knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's who I envision. <laughs> and if you don't look up World of Warcraft South Park, and you will know I can immediately. Definitely imagine. I can definitely imagine. So the goal is to associate that activity ah. with. <laughs> That person and every single person who partakes in the activity of what you're trying to stop doing is that person or becomes that person. Do you want to be that person? And the last step is to stop, repeat this process, believe it, but then reserve judgment on others. The judgment is entirely on yourself. Not people who do it out in the world, but reserve all judgment to yourself. That's the negative association mindset tool. Hmm. Came up with that on Disgust Tuesday. Disgust. Yeah. One, it's almost too powerful of a uh, response. Yeah. So it caused, you know, Nazi Germany to become a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it works. So if you can take advantage of disgust to work for yourself, to stop, use it. Make your biology work for you. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. 100%. Hmm. So, with that being said, do you have another way of giving somebody some advice? So, we sort of got that that I would call an identity. Mm-hmm. So, it's much easier to, like, I talk about it a lot, but I like going to the gym. Bit of a gym bro. I'm not too proud of that. Okay. So, like Trump when he said that. Not too proud. <laughs> I'm a gym bro. I'm not too proud. Um, but the reason why I do it is because I want to be healthy, but also I'm, I'm seeking a goal. But the reason why when I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like doing it and I do it anyway is because I don't identify myself as a guy that goes to the gym. I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. It's much different. Okay, yeah. Much different. So identify as the person who doesn't. That's what sort of I think we've been talking about so far is the identity that a person has in association with who they want to be. Right. You can identify with something much deeper if you absorb that identity and say, this is just the type. I am not the type of person who watches porn. Mm-hmm. I am not the type of person person who drinks soda. I am not the type of person who overeats. I'm not the type of person who beats my wife. You know, things yeah. that people go through. It doesn't have to be as extreme. It could be, I don't want to, I'm not the type of person who swears every other sentence. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's any, you could literally make yourself who you want to be. Yes. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. It's one of, the, one of the coolest things is the ability as a human. We can do whatever we want mm-hmm. and become whoever we want. Yes. Take advantage. Take we live once. Absolutely. 
Good stuff. Um, do you have anything else as far as on that topic? Pornography? Um, all, <clears throat> community. You know, I mean, that's... Have people that yeah. you can talk about it for And he's not, like... It's just... If you really want to stop, talk to somebody. You don't even have to know what you're talking about. Just get the community around you, and you will bring yourself up. Yeah. Talk about whatever, but you could all... It's just talking to people. We are social creatures. I mean, if we weren't, we wouldn't live... We're near people. Yeah. There'd only be like 10 of us running around hunting lions or something. Absolutely. And it's important to just, in case it wasn't obvious already, it's important to not watch porn. Yeah. It's not okay. And you should know this. Yeah. This should be, if it were a question in anybody's mind, it's obvious that you should not watch porn. First Mm -hmm. off, it's not good for you. Second off, you're getting instant dopamine hits, which any dopamine hit you get as instant gratifications that you did not work for isn't good. It doesn't matter what it is. If you get dopamine off of something instant, it's... The the whole point of it is is a chase mechanism. It's not supposed to be, oh! Yeah. It's supposed to be you work towards this and then you get it because it's what causes us to be, to live long. It's like, oh, we do this. We had to work hard to plant these crops, to grow crops, then to eat it. And that's the dopamine. When you cook it and mm-hmm. eat it, like, oh, I and spent. Then you get to, exactly. Yes. And you're also, your dopamine levels will dip right after you achieve that thing. So you can't get caught too much up in the highs. Like when something big happens in your life, you cannot let yourself over-celebrate in a way. Because the same amount that you celebrate your wins your dopamine is going to mm-hmm. dip to that exact level level on the inverse. Exactly. Anyone who's ever read a like a really good fantasy book, fiction book, yeah. will know that. They soon they finish the book, mm-hmm. depressed for like two days because what Absolutely. do I do now? Do not get caught up too much in your highs or your lows. Which is hard. It's easy to, easier said than done, but if you keep that back in your mind, it will eventually. Mm-hmm. If you have a goal, you will complete that goal. Absolutely. And I think a good way to avoid getting caught too much up in the high is... As soon as you feel like you're about to achieve your goal, set your next one. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good mitigation for that. And of course, it sounds like work, but you only live once. You only got 80 or so years on this planet. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to be the best person you could be? Absolutely. You'll spend spend hours trying to upgrade your character on your fucking video game. Yeah, literally hours. My brother plays this. I'm calling you out, just so you know if you listen to this. That's right. Plays this game where you... Literally do nothing, okay? You set a task, yeah, and you watch it do it for hours. Are you serious? Uh-huh. To see a number go up. And it's not RuneScape's the same way. Yes. A lot of these online games are... Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're wasting your life. Literally, because you're sitting in front of a screen. You're sitting in front of a screen, and you're upgrading your character on the screen mm-hmm. more, and filling that with more importance than the and character of course, you're actually playing. It, yeah, it comes from a because I'm speaking from personal experience. I don't think I'm knocking down these people because I'm better, holier than thou. I used to be deep, deep, deep in these games, all of them. Um, and it's I literally would get home, sit down, and just sit. And it I'll get to some days like I don't want to play anything. I don't want to yeah. do anything, and I would still stay on the computer. Hmm. and look for stuff to do. I mean, it got to a point where I wasn't playing single-player games and we were only playing multiplayer because yeah. I was craving human interaction, and it mm. wasn't good interaction. It was still people in the same spot I was 
looking for the same thing I was. Absolutely. It was like... And you're not going to find it on a screen. No. Like when you get out in the world and you do things and you live like how we've lived before. Mm -hmm. Golly, It's It's instant. You feel so much better. Yeah. It's crazy. So... Sort of touching on that a little bit. Don't watch porn. Don't play video games. All right. (laughs) What are three things that people should implement in their lives to improve their lives? I've done a lot of things about that over the past day. Mm -hmm. A couple days. (laughs) A lot of thinking. And my day is for thinking is like 10 hours because I do nothing at my job except do the same things over and over. And so I think and it's. It's a, it's a blessing, you know. Some people don't want to think because it's scary inside. And yes, it is. It's very scary. Uh, but it's important to think. Well, I wrote down three things. <clears throat> you know? Um, okay, I'm, just, I'm not going to read them all at once. I was thought I was, but I'm not. Let's go one it, by one. I guess. What's that, what is that called? Isn't that like a, you do that when you're trying to make, like a, make a speech? You put those... What is it? Ah, carrot and a stick. Mm. Mm. I got three leading. things. Got. Yeah, exactly. Leading statements. That's right. Or leading questions. Mm-hmm. Very important. So my uh, first one wrote down is um, find a reason in everything you do. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Okay. So how can somebody find a reason if they're at Mac, Mac Daniels and they're flipping burgers? Well, I used to be a cook. Okay, at, at this uh, place that rhymes with chilies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never understood why people can't say where they work on the internet. So I'll just say, I work at a workplace called Chili's. Where do you work at now? Um, I don't know. Um, okay. I'm on the streets. Yeah. On the On the, on the corner. corner? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hawking loogies. Um, You're hawking more than loogies on the corner, brother. That's right. My Hopping in sweet little Cadillacs and... <laughs> Cadillacs. Chomping down, huh? <clears throat> Like a corn in the cob. That's right. From a, who, was that, who was that great poet that says, like, slob my knob, corn mm. in the cob? I think that was... It wasn't ludicrous, I don't think. I think Luda! <laughs> I think it was... Uh, <laughs> I think it's... Uh, who was that, that great poet? I'll think about We'll put it in the description for anyone that cares enough. But, so, I was a cook, okay? And um, I was a young man who was looking for meaning in my life which i still am but mm-hmm. back then it was it was desperate i mean it was because that's when most that's the best time to join the military because you're looking for meaning and you know what gives you meaning fighting for your country absolutely and a lot of, that's why most people who join the military well, have to be at least 18 but before it was like 16 to 20 uh, 23 24 yeah before you were a fully fledged adult and you've hopefully found something that you could learn into so I was in that deep middle part, 21, 22. Yeah. Just, I need something. And it was, I need to find meaning. And I was, thankfully, I was pushing everything. Is this meaning? Is this meaning? Is this meaning? That's when I kind of st- slowed down on the game front. Because mm-hmm. I was actually in um, community more. And these, there were some grown men who talked to me and that and they really know everything because no one does. But they were mature. And they led me. They were all gangbangers. It was kind of funny. Yeah. They kind of took me under their wing to like, hey, this is some of how the sh- uh, life works outside of normality, I guess. Um, the same, same. Um, but when I would be in the shits, okay, you look up at that screen and it's just four pages back hmm. of all different 
different stuff. People are like, oh, I don't want tomatoes in my salad. Yeah. Change it. Oh, don't use salt in my food because I'm allergic. Yeah, I'm allergic to salt too. People say that. <laughs> Idiots. Think <laughs> <laughs> you're allergic to salt, you're done for. Oh, like, you're screwed. It's like I. Yeah. I'm allergic to electrolytes. Exactly. You're like okay, um, I won't use salt. Yeah. You know, but anyways, I would. I was a salad guy. Okay. It's like, what if I just not worry about those four pages because I'll get to them when I get to them. I've said that many times. Yeah. The service come up. Yeah. I will get to it when I get to it. Yeah. And they kind of walk away, sulk away because servers do nothing. Okay. This has come from someone who was a server too. Absolutely. If you're servers a server listening to this, you're a piece of shit. Yes. And I you know you. it. You know it. You know you're a piece of shit. If, if you could switch spots with any of the cooks in the line and you switch, wouldn't. you couldn't, you could try, try it in the cooks. Yeah. Would be able to serve because it's, well, I mean, a dude tatted up that looks like a, he's killed six people goes Absolutely. out and says, here's your food. Yeah. Are you going to argue with that? That's right. No. Let me just take a tangent off the server Go for it. deal real quick. Go for it. We'll get right back to it. What do you think about this? Uh-oh. Me and my buddy Craig, we go through Starbucks every now and again. Mm-hmm. We switch off on paying. Okay. <laughs> when he uses his card, they'll say, it's going to ask a question to yes. you. And he gives a 5% tip. Every time I use my card, I say, no. Yeah. I'm not giving them a tip. They're getting paid for the job that they just did. And they're getting paid. They're not like a server in a restaurant. It's different. When? You know what? I think... I hate tipping culture. A true indication... Of our country's crumbling democracy is when you do no work and you expect a tip. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable the audacity. It's, there's places with self checkout machines in the grocery store asking for tips. Asking for t- egregious. And you know what? You know why they do that? Because it works. Because they People watch pornography. Hate, <laughs> exactly. Because they hate shame. And pornography leads to shame. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. I bet that if you had a double-blind placebo and you had people who just watched pornography and people who didn't just watch pornography, the people who just watched pornography would be more likely to tip. Yeah, I'd, I would say yes. You think right. about whatever you want about that. That's, that's a, we'll leave that exercise to the viewer. Yeah. Um, what was I getting to? Meaning. Oh, so I was, I, I, I got a, t- I, oh, I miss cooking, mm-hmm. but I don't because uh, it's, it's a weird thing, but I miss it because I found meaning in it. And the way, way How I found did you it, find meaning? The way okay. I found it was I would put 100%, 110% in everything I did and I would plate these beautiful salads. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And then they would sit in the window for 10 minutes and wilt. It was it was amazing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would. It's it's. It, you can find meaning in anything because you have to because you're alive and most things are not alive. So the fact you are alive. Yeah. Gives you meaning. And you can set those goals. Not only mm-hmm. were you doing 110 percent, but because of that, you had more. If you would have stayed at the place that rhymes with chilies. That's right. Then you you would have been more likely to work towards. Okay, maybe I can be the head over the 
salad section, yeah. or maybe I can be come in the a cook or an expediter and then become over the kitchen and then, you know, eventually a chef or whatever that looks I, like. That was, that's funny you say, because that was my plan. If I didn't find this new job, I was going to be the, the manager within two months. Yeah. And that's a good goal to set. Yeah. That's no, great. That gives you meaning itself. And even if you don't really want it, set, still set as a goal and it will, everything will be better around you. Yeah. Would you rather be hitting goals or would you rather be making salads for the rest of your life? Stagnation versus moving. Yeah. You know, you're you're alive. Your Entropy. heart beats for something. Absolutely. Entropy happens when something stays still. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. And that's you can find it in everything. Literally everything. If you can't find a meaning in why you're doing anything, why even do it? Yeah. Okay. Now I mean that in physical things that you can actually find meaning into because um I, I like to laugh at men getting hit in the nuts. Yes. And I don't know why. I love it. I don't. I don't know why the why I laugh, yeah. but it's hilarious. And when I when that dude just gets slammed mm-hmm. hard, absolutely, yeah. And why is that fun? But that's that's more on the mental side. That's not really easy to find meaning in that. I mean, literally, what you do. Okay, you make food. Why you walk your left foot first? Why stuff like that? And it's not. You don't have to even just to think about it. Just have that back in your mind. If you pay attention. You can fix a lot of stuff you didn't know you were doing wrong, or you can understand yourself more, which helps in all all areas yeah. of your life. You can contribute to society. Right. Contribute something. That relates to my point that I wrote down. My first one was deliberate practice. So that sort of leads to the same finding meaning. Do something deliberately. Hmm. Deliberate practice. Every day, it doesn't matter Like if you're doing something that you think is shitty right now. If you've got something that you're working towards, absolutely, man. Good Goals. stuff. I think we're synced, bro. We're synced <laughs> oh, up. Man, I was gonna... Huh. What's your second? Practice a hobby. Hmm. Beautiful. What is is your second hobby too? Um I guess my third could okay. be. Okay. Reason why I say that is uh, what is one thing everyone has to do every single day of their life? Shit. Yes. If you could find meaning in shitting, which you can. Mm-hmm. I actually that leads me to my third one, but we'll we'll come back to that later. Yeah, actually taking a dump. That's just kind of funny that it is. Wow. it's like the most human you can be because you're vulnerable yeah. sitting. Yeah, and there's some issues, but we'll get to that. Um, one of the things you have to do every single day is cooking. Okay, okay. that's one of my hobbies. It's cooking. A lot of people don't. A lot of people need to. They need to because we've been doing that forever, and it's very important. If you can get your whole family, yeah. just cook and you share a meal together mm. oh, it's like a third of the problems just disappear <laughs> absolutely um that doesn't mean you have to go out and cook it's i mean you get the you should have at least one hobby that you can do every day without it being an issue yeah and it's usually like productive it's like cooking it's uh i know some people that clean is a hobby yeah they like to organize stuff in a certain way or they will change everything and organize it a different way not ocd but literally because they like to have and put order into their household. Absolutely. Um, gardening. You know, that's a very yeah good one. Um, maintenance on, you know, fixing stuff. It's the ones that you can do every day that's just there. And then you have hobbies that you do every other day, every other mm-hmm. third day. And all those hobbies build skills, too, yep. that are going to benefit you later in life. Yep. You pick one that's um, really intellectually, intellectually challenging, you will improve on that. Just like well, my other hobbies is reading Nonfiction books. It's like you sit down. You have to make it deliberate, like a ritual. Sit down, 
Yeah. And look at this page with symbols on it and think about it. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's amazing. That's awesome, yeah. It's a very good one. And it's, books are really easy to get. You don't have to spend money. You can sail the high seas if you need to. Absolutely. Um, My second one is find a mentor. Yeah. For whatever season you find yourself in in life. Because we all have different seasons. If I'm looking for a mentor, right now I'm not going to go find a mentor of somebody to be a, an example of a good father for me. Because I ain't got no kids. Okay. I'd rather find a mentor right now in the season of my life of somebody who's trying to either grow in spirituality and their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Find a mentor who's trying to improve their health, um, overall improve their life. You know, mentors for your season, whatever your season looks like. For maybe when when I do find a young lady that I, I bless, you know, with my presence, find somebody who would be in my life who would be a mentor for a good husband. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody okay. that I could look up to. And it's a season in your life. You know, a kid who's 14 isn't going to find a mentor for somebody who's, you know, trying to balance their retirement account sometimes it doesn't but find a mentor for the season of your life in which i think that's mandatory older men or if you're a woman women but you yeah. know men shouldn't find women mentors yeah. and women mentors it, shouldn't find the power struggle yeah big time uh there's a lot of issues there but finding a mentor i think that's super important yeah i agree an older person mm-hmm. what you got well now we're in the third one um, daydream. Daydream. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's, I know it's, it's kind of weird because when I, when I first thought of like, in a pot in my head, I was working, you know, mm-hmm. when I, the things I do at work is literally just, it's mindless because I've done it so many times. I can literally look away and still do it correctly. Yeah. And it, so it's a thing. So I was doing that, nothing in my mind, just waiting for my subconscious to throw something at me. It's a daydream. Um, daydreaming is very important. And when I thought about it, beginning is like, oh, when I used to daydream in school, it was just random stuff because I was bored. As I've gotten older, it's turned into more thinking about my past, mm-hmm. thinking about who I'm around now, my future. Yeah. Thinking about issues that I haven't solved for my past now or can, ones that could pop up. And it's not really daydreaming. It's more like letting your subconscious do what it's supposed to. And speak to things that's been mulling over for the whole day, whole week, whatever. And it's gotten to the point because you can't daydream if you're focused on something. It's that, what's it called? Uh, default mode network, something like that. Yeah. It's a recent idea because it seems self-evident, but you don't really measure for it because it's something that you don't do. It's just you things sit you there. do automatically. Right. Yeah. And so... Um, but it is not that kind of uh, thought pattern is not activated until you're not doing anything. And what is most people in the West doing all the time? They're always on their phone. Mm-hmm. They're always social media. Like I see people walking, looking at the phone. Yeah. And it's not like it's a new phenomenon. People have been doing that with newspapers, whatever, for the past humanity's lifetime. But. One of the, <laughs> this brings back to that earlier thing, one of the times that we used to be able to do that regularly is relieving ourselves in the bathroom. Yeah. And that's when you feel human. You're vulnerable. There's something coming out of your butt. You can't like get up and run because yeah. there's 
there's an item in between your legs now. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's we used to be like sit there and just think, mull through the day or yesterday if it's in the morning just to think. And it's we don't do that enough anymore. And it's no. And it's not, it's not meditation. It's literally just sitting down. Say hey, what's going on in there? Mm-hmm. And if you sit long enough, things will pop in. It's it's literally part of your biology. Like, yeah. Hey, you're at the time where you got footballed in the nuts when you're like ten. Hmm. And you call the guy a stupid bastard. And he you beat the there? shit out of you. And he beat the shit. How that? How that feel? Called you the f word. Mm-hmm. Spit on you back in July. And, and now the question is, why did you like it so much? Yeah. And that you wouldn't know about that until you thought about it with <laughs> the daydreaming, you know. And it will open up because. I have to remember just to let my subconscious go sometimes to think. <laughs> Damn it. it. I wrote down, it's the neurological basis of oneself. Okay. A good practice in the morning, too, relating to that, is to not touch your phone for the first 30 minutes. Yeah. Because a lot of people, and I'll do it, man, if, like, stacking wins in the morning is huge. If you, if you think yeah. your wins at midnight start over, so you have zero wins for the day, if you can get up, not touch your phone for 30 minutes, that means don't scroll on anything, don't get on any social media, don't do anything, get out of your bed, mm-hmm. come into the living room, write something down, anything, just grab a journal. I've got a journal here that I come in and I just write stuff down. First thing as soon as I wake up. If I had a good dream, a bad dream, no dream, it doesn't matter, just write my thoughts. And then I wait 30 minutes before, not always, but I try my best to wait 30 minutes before I even touch my phone yeah. because I've got time. And then you stack those wins. Very important. Very important. Third one for me would be exercise. Mm-hmm. I think that would improve people's lives. There's so many. It's not only for the physical, but there are physical obvious benefits. But exercise, I think, would improve. Dude, I, I, I mean, I said it last week, bro. And the reason why I did was I was trying to express a certain point, but like the mental clarity and I will put myself, like I mentioned last week, if you were, if you were listening last week, you remember, but I talked about sort of what I think about sometimes at the gym and like the mental clarity. And that leads into, you want to put yourself through discomfort so that you don't suffer. Mm. There's a big difference between discomfort and suffering and i think that they're somewhat mutually exclusive yeah if you put yourself i'm doing this job right now on 441 i have to lay 1500 square foot of flooring my partner's on vacation at the beach (laughs) and i have 1500 square foot of flooring that i'm laying in a warehouse that has no ac oh in the sunshine oh it's 90 degrees Do do you get naked I get partially naked. Okay. I have my shirt off. I'm wearing short shorts. I'm in that bitch. Hey, what do you think about it? People back in Egypt building the pyramids, they're all naked. Dude, and you know what? I enjoy it. The guy that owns the place, he comes in. He's Uh like, they have a fan. I put the fan in the other room. I don't (laughs) want the fan. Literally. He thinks I'm a weirdo, bro. This is one of the guys that also goes to this Monday night meeting, so he (laughs) sort of knows me. He's like, hey, you know, Zach, you can open up these doors. I said, no. I don't want to open up these doors. I kind of like it. <laughs> and he's like, like, oh God. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sure it smells like ass in there too. It oh. probably smells terrible because I'm just in there sweating. It's 90 degrees in this warehouse, but yeah, but I mean, there are going to be times in my life, bro. 
degree to 120 degree weather. Where it's going to be hot and I'm going to have to do something. And there is no fan. There is no open the door. There is no breeze. So what am I going to do? Am I going to suffer then or am I going to do something right now that I pay to use a sauna? <laughs> you know, I'm getting paid to use a sauna right now. True. It's all mindset too. Yeah. Like, yeah. We can make this list as long as we wanted to, but the discomfort versus suffering comes down to a mindset. Mm -hmm. And like when I'm putting myself through a certain amount of discomfort, when I'm waking up in the morning, stacking wins, I'm not touching the phone as much as I want to for the first 30 minutes. I'm writing down, writing stuff down, even though I do not feel like it. I don't want to sit there and write stuff down. What I want to do is make a smoothie and go to the gym. Or even when I'm going to the gym, I don't feel like it. It's like I'm putting myself through discomfort because there are times, whether you like it or not, that you're going to have to do things in your life that you don't want to do. That's right. Do you want to be suffering when that happens or do you want to look at it like i get to do this i have the opportunity to do this today you know because i learned and i taught myself how to enjoy it it's something about that bro i think i'm a bit of a masochist i thought a lot about what i talked about masochist is a person that likes to get hurt right yeah sadist is the one that makes likes to hurt others yeah yeah i don't like that at all no. but i love hurting myself i love putting <laughs> myself in just discomfortable well, I mean, that's a stoicism, you know? It is, but I I mean, I, mean, I like it to almost well, a degree that it makes me wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is, are you erect? You know, and does it, like, turn you on when you beat your, like, punch your my nuts oh, I thought, with a woman watches? Do you, does that turn you on? No. Because then you're not masking it. It's just discomfort. I mean, there was these uh, Christians back in the day, Catholics, mm -hmm. that practiced self-flagellation. Like okay. farting on themselves. Flagellation is whipping. Oh wow! Yeah, no. Because they were they they um the scour scourging of Christ where you got yeah. tied to that post and whipped forty nine times I think it was some 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 number and they would do that walking through the streets just whipping their backs because it suffering breeds Good innovation case. breeds thoughts it makes you a better okay so what was that um suffering can make you a better person. Yeah, I think it's the reason why you're suffering. Yeah. I like suffering when it's making me either more mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually sound. And it's there's something about suffering also that brings you into the moment. It's like yeah. nothing else really matters. Like all the things that we stress about that really don't matter at the end of the day anyway. But all the things that we think matter so much in the moment and from a year from now, we've talked about it. A year from now, we won't even remember yeah, exactly. on this date exactly. what was bothering us. All these things, everything just sort of clears, and there's this calm. Well, it's also a good point because it's um. Okay, if you have never tasted anything spicy before, yeah. Okay, never. Like the hottest thing you've ever had was like uh, green bell pepper, hmm. and someone gives you gives you a Carolina Reaper, yeah, and you eat the whole thing. You're gonna think you're dying. You you might actually you it won't be good. Yeah. Um, but you do these things that are, for some people suffering. I kind of like it because. I'm also masochist, mm -hmm. and it's like, ooh, spicy. Yeah. But it's you work up to it. Um, you know, if 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 you have the explicit blessing in your life for people that just seem to die around you, yeah, you're a little bit more pre prepared when someone else does because we're all gonna die. Yeah, and it's and it's a little bit different who's someone who's 60 and their parent mm -hmm. dies. Yeah, and they never had anyone die around them. Mm -hmm. Can't even imagine how that would feel. Yeah, that'd be tough. And you know the reality too is your parents are going to die. Mm -hmm. 
bad things are going to happen. That's bad the things only will happen. A hundred percent. And you know that's. And of course, it's a little bit different than sweating your nuts off in a. 90 it is, thing, but, but it builds up. I think it's the same mind space, yeah. though, because when you're putting yourself in the mind space of like, okay, this is what it is, and I have to make the best of it. What's a way? It's like, I love that internal battle that when I'm at the gym in the morning or I'm headed to the gym and I don't want to do it or, you know, I'm working in the warehouse, it's hot and I don't want to be there. It's like, it's not me versus the world. It's not me versus some dude down the road. It's me versus me. Man versus self. In that moment. And that, I love that so much. Very, it's a very strong position. It feels great. It feels amazing. It makes you feel human. Yes. We were a little bit better than animals because we could... We can have. I don't see a cat, you know, walking through something because it's just because I don't see a cat doing something that hurts it because it wants to do it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's completely unique. Hmm. Very interesting. Very good stuff. There was this uh, uh, philosoph- philosophical person, philosoph- philosopher. There it is. There we um, go. What I think was was it Stravinsky who was taken out from uh, the Gulag. Lined up in front of all those... Uh, um, Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good with Russian. I can do say Spanish He was names. an author. He wasn't really a philosopher. He had some good... Uh, he had some good... Well, anyone can have good insights. I we guess he technically to. was a philosopher. It's not really a hard... Um, Hardcore, like like definition. Carl Jung or something. Yeah. Okay. Nietzsche. Nietzsche, yeah. Um. Anyways, he got put out... For anyone who doesn't know this, he was put out in front of a firing squad after... How long was he in the uh, gulag? He was in the gulag for... A while, but he was put in front of the firing squad, and they you talking about the guy that okay, go ahead with the with the blanks, blanks, yeah. And he didn't know that you know, imagine you're standing there, yeah. I don't, was he, was he blindfolded? Mm-mm. <laughs> facing the wall, facing okay, so facing the wall, and you just hear this gun's cock, what six or something. I don't, I never actually read the story, I've heard about it from multiple sources, but so he's sitting there, that's as close as you get to religious experience as you can, right there, yep. No one had that, a whew, he had a, basically it gave him, um, not schizophrenia, but it gave him epilepsy. And then from there on out is when he started writing. Mm-hmm. And he, he described his epilepsy like he, was ha- he would have these moments where he knew an epileptic seizure was about to happen. And right before he got to a place to where he knew all of the secrets of the earth and knew what life's meaning was, he would have an epileptic seizure and it would go away. It's almost like it was too big for his mind. Yes, like a tunnel was narrowing. And the closer it narrowed, the closer the truth got to him. And then as soon as he would grab hold of the truth, he would have an epileptic seizure. <laughs> That's and a he hell started of a writing. That's a hell of a thing to take out of it, too. Mm-hmm. Epilepsy is no, no joke. That's just yeah. scary. Man's Search for Meaning. I forgot who wrote that. But he also talks about... Um, writing... He writes... That's a really good book if anybody wants to... Um, Man's search for meaning. It was um, Victor E. Frankel. Mm-hmm. Victor E. Frank. Um, he was. He also describes that same sort of um, philosophy of of you of a person who's in a gulag or in a concentration camp, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're trying to find the best way, put yourself in the position of how did I get myself here? It's not everybody else's fault. It's my fault. You know, and this can pertain back to everything that we've talked about, the porn, the video games, 
deliberate practice, finding mentors, exercise, all the things that we've talked about now, how did I get myself to a position that radical, Jocko Willick talks about it all the time, radical ownership. Mm. Everything in your life, even if it's not true, even if you know it logically be not true, everything in your life right now is a consequence of your actions. Right. It has to be. Has to be. You know, and that's the best way to look at things. Even if somebody wronged you, even if somebody, you know, it was completely out of your control, if you take radical ownership of it, then you can find a way to move through it because you develop those tools. Right. Very important. Very important. Hmm. Very good stuff. Do you want to go into some current events? Sure. Hit me. All right. So there's a couple of things that I just like two or three really that I wanted to talk to you about. So did you see uh, Kamala Harris's speech? <laughs> <laughs> so we assumed it all along, and it turns out yeah they were saying the quiet part but, out loud, dude. Oh my! <laughs> it has to be a joke. It's not though. I know it's crazy. How if okay to put myself. We'll get into what she said in a little bit. I just want to give okay the leading. The I have lead. the video, so. Oh, but like, if you're trying to do this thing about the world, right? You want to get all much power. You want to do this certain type of thing. Why would you say it? I think it was a Freudian slip. You think so? I think it was an accidental slip. I think it's something that's talked because it doesn't fit. In, it's just <laughs> it doesn't fit in the whole. Uh, I didn't see, I didn't listen to the speech, but I saw the, uh, I saw the, like the more, the important thing. Yeah. It's like, how does, it doesn't fit with the rest of it. Just kind of like, oh. Uh. Hopefully this translates well. I hope that uh, you can hear this correctly. Um, okay. So this is Kamala Harris's speech. Uh, this was investing in America, vice president. This was in Baltimore, Maryland, whitehouse.gov. Public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Okay, so in case you didn't catch it there, <laughs> you know what I caught? The applause. The applause. Who? So we'll get to the. The subject at hand in a second. Okay. Who's applauding Kamala Harris? NPCs. NPCs. Idiots. Right. Idiots. I mean, there's people that are so radicalized by the idea. So, um, I mean, this brings back to the uh, thing we talked about with um, good old Daniel. Yeah. Or he, he mentioned the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. I mean, it's this is something that we've been talking about as America. I don't know who first. That's a good. I'm actually gonna look that in. Who first postulated this question that she Freudian slipped about oh, this would needs to happen? That's that rings me interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look into that. But for some reason, people think this, and the opposite is true. What? We need more people. Yeah, we're an aging society. I mean, Japan is the worst. Um, I think it might be not China. the worst. China, China, China. Well, China had the what weird. China was the practicer of it because they said only Mao. one child. Yeah, during Mao's China. And yeah. so, why would you want to have a girl child? Mm-hmm. They won't. They won't pass your name on, which is 
irrelevant because it's still your DNA. Anyways, but they would they had kids and they want boys because the boys is the last name. It's the man. Military. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they would take the girls in. Who's supposed to have <laughs> all the kids? Contrary to hey. <laughs> a lot of people's beliefs, men can't have kids. kids. No. Children. Children. So now we're into this position where they're like, oh, shit. Now, we have been saying on this podcast, we brought it up a couple times. You know, you you look around, you see the pride, you see have less kids, you see women can be boss bitches, you see all these pushes, and it leads a person with a skeptical mind to say, are they trying to reduce the population? No. How can gay people have kids? They can only recruit. They're trying to reduce population. the population. Which, if I had to play devil's advocate, okay, less population means I make more money. Easier people to control as well. Oh, so that less people. Can you imagine trying to control a society with fifty? What was it? Fifty-six million gun owners in America versus a million. But here's the thing that they don't think about. The people who are listening to their bullshit aren't the people who own guns. No. I, I, well, it's, it's such a weird... I need... I want to be indoctrinated, okay? For like a year. And to just, figure it out. Just to figure it out. I want to understand. I What's really a steel do. man case? Well, it's... I mean, sure, because... Okay, so why should I have all these privileges? Because I was born here. You know, I have access to clean water. I have my own car. I can drive on relatively well-paved roads. Mm-hmm. Relatively. It depends yeah. where you're at. There's yeah. Pay taxes. And there's still damn piles. Anyways, um, I can eat. Someone can eat three ribeyes a day. That's ridiculous. It's insane. I'll stick to two for now. <laughs> but I they ate can... four the other day. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and they can do that without being the top point one percent of the society why shouldn't i be upset at the fact that people across our border do not have that opportunity because they were born over there and for some of them mainly really rich white people Mm -hmm. that go to college and are surrounded by other really rich white white people that are all looking for meaning in their life and it's let's make the world a better place and it gets so entangled by this idea of why was I lucky? It just kind of spills over, and then it gets to I honestly like a mania because well, it's a religion. God yeah. said, "Do not worship any other gods or idols than me." I mean, Nietzsche which holds you know. the implication that there are other mm. gods or idols, and it That's also implicate it holds the implication that we are the we human beings are the type of animal that worship. Huh? He said, yeah. "Do not worship other gods or idols than I." And there are. I mean, some people worship money. Your life is going to be structured a lot different. You're going to be doing a lot different things. Yeah, exactly. If your life is all about money, if it's all about the environment, if it's all about uh, social issues, if it's all about whatever the case may be, your life is going to look a lot different. It's so much better if you actually just worship God. But you know, it's what we've been doing for the past, you know, absolutely thousands. That's what's worked. Now, these people that are secular, they don't believe in God, they're still going to worship something. They have to be heavily involved in social issues. They have to be heavily involved in the environment. And it gives them an upper hand because 
why don't you care about the people across the board? Why don't you care about the population? Why exactly. don't you care about women's rights? And at the same time, a person who worships God can also believe that every single human being was made in the likeness and image of God. Which is funny because they're all pushing about the slavery issues. Yes. The main thing that stopped slavery was a couple English dudes who in England. In God. Exactly. Who said, hey, wait, we're all created in God's image. That means we're all inherent. Just to touch on the slavery thing, too, if you have an iPhone, or you've flown on a plane, or you wear a pair of sweet Nike Dunks, or Converse, or, Converse, or if you pretty much partake in any sort of capitalism and you buy any sort of item, then guess what? A slave made that, and guess what? You're contributing to it. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up about slavery and reparations. We have slavery still. It's just offset from our immediate world. Makes it better. It makes it better. It's so stupid. Like people talking about all this stuff and the and all this talk about, you know, racism and it's like, okay, so even if if we go back to the radical ownership, even if racism, which I don't believe it is, is on a systemic level in our society. I don't think it is because all... How do we get a black president? Anyway. Well, I think it's more on the on the other side now. It's gotten so pushed. Yes. I can't get scholarships. Yeah. Yeah. Affirmative action is... Oh, but that... Finally. Yes. It's... Cra- it's crazy. It's but- because also, I mean, it, it comes back to me how I can't understand is because these people don't know what's like to be on their side either. They have yeah. no argument. Yeah. They can't prop up their position. There's no evidence. So it's all based on virtue. Mm-hmm. The only type of people that will tell you you're a bad person if you don't believe what I say are the people who have no substantial evidence. It's called ad-, ad hominem. Personal attack. Yeah. Literally a fallacy back in... I mean, no. It's, an, it's, a, it's a Latin, so it has to be kind of old, right? Yeah. Trump 24. <laughs> um, all right. Ah, oh, it's just... And our world's so interesting. I hate it how interesting yeah. it is. But, it, I mean, this is... I'll say this. The, 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 literally nothing... Everything could prepare us, but nothing was to this level. Our answers were like, holy shit. Yeah. Stuff went downhill quick and gotten really weird quick. Very weird. If you were... If you, if you could go see a movie right now, what would it be? Any movie? It's a couple. What you got? Well, I would do want to see Oppenheimer. You know, okay. As a backdrop. But it's also one that's been released recently. <laughs> that I've heard a lot of weird things about. I don't know if they're true or not, but I've heard a lot of weird things about it. Really? Which kind of leads into it being true in a sense. What kind of weird things have you oh, heard? Oh, like people... Well, what's the movie? Oh, This must um... be a just... Insane. I don't know. It sounds like something. There, it's it's. Does it uh, have some kind of like? It uh, reminds me of America because it's like America's all built around. I think was it freedom. Around freedom. Yeah. But okay. I forgot what the title is, but it sounds familiar. Yeah. It sounds almost like freedom. You know. Do you think? Huh. It, hmm. Anyways, <laughs> I think one of our listeners come come to find me and stab me. Yeah. Like I'm tired of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I've seen a lot of weird things. What have you, what have you witnessed? So I've got this article pulled up. Oh, the sound of freedom. Oh. 
So I've got this article pulled up two days ago from the BBC, the most trusted big uh, black um, culture. Uh, yep, culture. The um, BBC is pretty much known for being completely honest and you know non-biased on on all their stuff. Uh, the Sound of Freedom, an unlikely and controversial summer movie hit. Hmm. Summer at the movies is a big time for big budget blockbusters, but this year, an independent drama with religious undertones <gasps> is both competing with the likes of Indiana Jones and causing a political stir. The Sound of Freedom tells the story of a government agent who busts a child sex abuse ring operating in Colombia. I don't think there have been any sort of like involvement in any sort of prominent people. Oh, in, no, of course not. No. In that sort of sex uh, oh, hell no. child It's all people, other countries. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We don't do that here. We're America. It's crazy how the same people that will say, we need to open up the borders and let all these people in, are the same people who will say, no, it's those people who are doing the yeah. sex trafficking. Huh. Interesting. Um, so the main character is based on Timothy Ballard, a former Department of Homeland Security agent who founded an anti-human trafficking organization operating underground, Operation Underground Railroad. Um, so the Rolling Stone called it a QAnon-tinged thriller. QAnon is the sort of, uh, I guess they call it a cult, but it's this group of people who are being put down. They say that they're the people who invaded uh, the the Capitol building on January 6th, mm-hmm. which turns out actually it was a lot of federal agents huh. in uh, QAnon. They were saying, anyways. Um, so it's a sprawling conspiracy theory that that's hosted basically by Donald Trump. You know, what's it's it's weird because it's promoting saving kids from being sex slaves. Yes, it makes you wonder why there's such a huge backlash. I why, thought that was one yeah. of the, like the. Why would that be bad? Yeah. Now, if you look at it objectively, mm-hmm. these people love kids. These people want your kids to be who they really are, whether they're male or female. They want your kids to be homosexuals, whether they like it or not. And that's the freest that you can be, that's I right. think, actually. It is. You know, these but people not are free from diapers. Not free from diapers. Well, they want them free from diapers in some cases. Ugh. Ugh. You know, I saw someone that uh, they want to push a naming um, of women in uh, medical contexts to be more inclusive. They want to call their vagina a spare hole. A spare hole? Spare hole. It, I would have never came up with that in my deepest misogynistic days. That's And insane. they just give it to me. So now you know what I'm going to do when I see a woman on the street? How's it going? Spare hole. Because spare I'm trying hole. to be inclusive. That's right. Because your hole isn't important. It's a spare. Spare. We got to make sure that... Oh, my God. Oh, that pisses me off. That's crazy. It's Our whole world, man. Is it's it's clown. It feels like I'm in like a circus. Yeah. Like it's just I'm just seeing well, things it's happen. Satanic. What's a satanic theme, bro? Is child sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You and know. And also, 
Sodom and Gomorrah, you know. Sodom and Gomorrah. We get a weird word from one of those cities. Was it, uh, oh, sodomy. We get, mm. huh. <laughs> Crazy. There's also, um, I've ever seen a story, it might be a Catholic story, about angels came down for one of those cities, and they went to a house, because they were trying to, hey, maybe we don't need to bomb the entire city off the face of the earth. Yeah. And so the angels came down, went to this house, and a mob formed out, banging on the doors to get the angels out, because they wanted to have sex with them. The angel said, fuck this, blinded them all, and God yeah. leveled the city. It's crazy. You see, you see angels fall, come down the earth and walk around like, I want to fuck that. Yeah. And angels weren't pretty things either. Have you looked at what, like, actual <laughs> the biblical, descriptions? Well, it's, it's some of them. Some of them do look like humans with, like, their glowing. What are they called? Nephilims were the angels and demons mixing. Yeah, but the Cephalims, they look like something you see when you, like, trip balls on Benadryl. Yeah. Okay. And you imagine just being out in the field, tripping balls in Benadryl, and you see something pop up that is the most terrifying thing you will ever see in your life. That's why they're always saying, be not be afraid. Not afraid. I'm, I can't! Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up yep. was a recent tweet by Jordan Peterson, bro. You've been, you've been getting a lot of clown stuff, I've noticed. He is the hilarious, Joker. bro. It's okay, hilarious. so the Young Americans Foundation, which is actually a really good group, seriously, I'm not... Uh, they they're a conservative group that they tweeted the patriarchy rears its head once more. <laughs> it was a I think they were being sarcastic, but so there's this transgender woman that was crowned Miss Leather- Netherlands for the first time oh. in the beauty pageant. Have you seen this dude? Oh, disgusting! If you compare the dude with the runner-up, it's like you can compare him with the person in last place. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> this is the most, dude. This. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have sex with this dude at all. I I would be scared to. For the bigger dick than I do. Yes. Transgender oh. woman is crowned Miss Netherlands for the first time in a beauty pageant history, and will now compete for Miss Universe crown. If she win, he wins <laughs> Miss Universe. I I don't know what the hell's gonna go on. Well, he's, but you know he's going to. Absolutely. Oh and no, I can't wait to like a year down the line where it's only dudes in this. <laughs> it's just gonna be dudes. Just to be dudes. We've literally became gave women's rights. Yeah. And taking them away again. And Horseshoe. we're the misogynists. That's right. Oh, you don't like <laughs> I don't understand why women aren't just pissed off. Yeah. I it I I don't understand. I and some are, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's it. I cannot imagine being called spare hole yeah. one. Because I only have one. I'll have a spare one. But Or seeing these woman things. They were meant for women to show their beauty off. What's going, off it, what's going oh. on is men playing dress up as women and then competing. Like, that's what's going on. Yeah, literally. And Jordan, so Jordan Peterson retweeted this. And it's one word at a time. Like, one word and then under and then under. He says, let... The girl with the biggest dick win. <laughs> Let the girl with the biggest dick. You know, the only one that's gonna win that with the biggest with the balls. Can you, know? you imagine Jordan just on his phone seeing that and tweeting that? That's amazing to me. You gotta admit she had a lot of balls getting up in there. She did have a lot of balls. That's one thing. It takes some cojones. Serious cojones. Two of them, in fact. Low-hanging ones. Absolutely. No doubt about it, brother. So, God oh, it's bless brutal. 
Yeah. Pray for your... Uh, everybody at this at yeah. this point. Just Pray uh, for your friends. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Out here raping everybody. Everybody. <laughs> All right. You got any th- closing thoughts? Anything else? Like what I always say, stay aware. Pay attention to yourself, to others. Absolutely. More importantly, yourself. Yeah. If you, you can improve yourself, yourself yeah. yeah, then it's easier to help others on their journey. Not well. even on purpose. They just... People will pay attention. Absolutely. All right. Keep it together for one more week, fellas and ladies. Fellas? <laughs>